What's up, Mick? Hey, man. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty good. So we got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about today, don't Just we? Just all kinds of junk. Yeah. And yeah. we're live on video for the first time. Yeah. What's up with that? That's strange. That is really, really strange. I know. You know, the thing is, I, I feel like, uh, like, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. There. <laughs> Now all the listeners can get the visual gags. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the first thing we're going to talk about. TJ? Yes. Is it just me or is my hair perfect? (laughs) It is perfect. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the first thing we're going to talk about is how and why you hustle at cons. Yeah, you know – I, I've, I've discovered this is, is, is this is an interesting thing because I, I hadn't really ever actually thought about it. But for the most part, the people who are stars, mm-hmm. and I was sitting like right next to, uh, in, I did a one day con uh, in Corvette City. Um, and I, I swear, this is uh Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Bowling Green, Kentucky has um, it. It makes it, it has the factory that makes the Corvettes. Ah, final assembly. And um, there are a lot of Corvettes in that town. And 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 uh, the the museum to me is uh, kind of boring because they're Corvettes. I never really loved Corvettes, uh, but. The, the way that they built the building on the outside is really kind of interesting. Um, I don't know what it looks like, but it's interesting. Uh, and But here's the thing. It was such a great little space. It's it's kind of a convention space that they have for the uh, – for, uh, uh, you know, get-togethers and stuff. And it's really kind of small. But this is an important thing about a con. What you have to do is you have to have your con directly related to how many people are coming, the space directly related to how many people are coming to it. Mm-hmm. Because I've been to a con before where it's thou- literally there were a thousand people there at once, but the con was so, was in, uh, in, in the entire Spokane, uh, civic center mm-hmm. and it, was freaking enormous. The the center was so the thousand people in there made it look like a drop in a bucket. And uh, so, can, can I can I pause for one moment? Yeah, you can pause. I have to go unplug. And we are back after a little technical difficulties there. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Continuing with rabbit hole. Uh, is my hair perfect again? Beautiful. Absolutely stunning. So anyway, <laughs> so what I was saying about the building is that it had exactly the right proportion of people coming through to how many vendors and uh, and us, uh, uh, 
with celebrities <laughs> yeah uh were there so the thing is is it it was uh we had the right amount of people and everything was really kind of buzzing along but right next to me was ken sagos and ken sagos of course i worked on nightmare on elm street three and four i was a production designer on them and the thing is is people knew who ken sagos was mm-hmm it was less known who I was. And I realized that that my challenge at a con is that I have to, and I do this all the time. I go out and I grab the people. I literally, you cannot, you can, you could pass by uh, Ken's place and he would just be there. Him just being there is plenty enough. For me, I have to go, I have to trap them. You know, I have to, I shoot at them. Uh, I, uh, it, it, only to wound, uh, only to wound. And as they're lying there, then I try to sell them a book. Um, but I, f- I found myself working uh, the way that I always do at a con it, it is like, uh, you, you know, I have behind me, it, little posters of all the different films and stuff. And I probably need better art back there. Yeah. We can work Um, on that. (laughs) What? We can work on that. (laughs) Yeah. I've got to work on the whole art. I've got to work on a manner on a banner, all the rest of that. But you know, the thing is, is I'm getting more and more used to like being at the cons and and knowing what it is I have to show up with. And I have to have a banner that shows all the films I'm working on telling a little bit about who I am and stuff so that I don't have to start from zero, but I am good at starting from zero. Don't get me wrong because nobody gets past me without them knowing who I am one way or the other. But Ken Sago says, you know, the thing is, is, you have a hustle when you're, when you're here. <laughs> Everybody else who's a star just is kind of like waiting for somebody to come up and say something. Yeah. And, and you, and, and you, uh, first of all, I only spend about a quarter of my time actually sitting in the chair. You know, usually I'm stalking, you know, the, the, the I stalk the 10 feet in front of my booth and then <laughs> turn around and stalk the, the next 10 feet back over, which is not, as much stalking as it as it is probably non musically dancing. Ah, you know? and so anyway, I, I have to track people down. But this was really interesting. Uh, it did get to, at the end of it. They were going to have a, um, a Nightmare on Elm Street showing. Yes, and Ken Ken and I were supposed to uh, uh, do a question and answer afterward. And there were about 20, 25 people there. And I think, uh, I, uh, I, I, and, and I have to say that grandson, oh Jesus. And I have to say that, uh, there were 20 to 25 people there. And by that, I mean, there were 10, um, <laughs> watching the film. And then after the end of the film, Ken had already gone to bed. And it was like 1030 at night and, and I wound up doing the question and answer myself. And, uh, I have to say I did an amazing job of it. You know, I mean, it, it, I, I don't want to toot my own horn. And you're not one to do that either. And I'm not, um, the, I'm not no. that kind of guy, you know, I mean, look, look, look at this face. Oh, it's, it's, it's gorgeous. So, uh, 
back in the day of Volkswagen vans and you driving them before you drove Hyundai's, uh, you were working on Leatherface. <laughs> And your art director was tripping. You want to talk about that? Oh, yes. Yes, 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 um, Anyway, uh, here's the story. <laughs> so uh, we we bought at the beginning of uh, Nightmare on – beginning of Leatherface. Uh-huh. Um, I, my wife and kids were staying up in, um, in Washington Mm -hmm. and, uh, I wound up just bored as hell, you know, living underneath, uh, uh, an art director friend of mine in LA, uh, right behind, uh, right behind, uh, the, the blue, what is it called? There's a little concert venue restaurant that, it was part of a chain. And uh, so the, I- anyway, 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 <laughs> back to what I was saying. So anyway, <laughs> I was getting bored. And so uh, my art director and I had a, uh, a an idea because the dead were on tour up the uh, West course. Coast. Of course. And, and uh, yeah, of course. And um, so we decided to see if we could hit every show on the weekend, <laughs> at least in every place that they stopped uh, between uh, Long Beach and Mountain View up in that's south of south of Cal, uh, south of L.A. and uh, all the way up to uh, Mountain View. And uh, I think that when we were so we bought this VW van. Yes. And we would drive it to the show and drive it back, right? 67. Um, and it, it would run for almost like 150 miles without a problem. And um, which meant that it would break down a couple of times, you know, on, on the way to Sacramento, which happened to be where we were going and where we were returning from on a Sunday evening. Yes. Here's the thing. So we had a six-hour drive that turned into a – 10, 11 hour drive with a couple of, couple of minor breakdowns, you yes. know, as, as old VW vans are tend to do. <laughs> and, um, and so it happened to be that during the concert, my art director I might have taken some little uh, shroomy like things. Oh, know? the shroomy like things. Oh, I little shroomy like things. Yes, yes, yes. And, and so thing that was funny was during the concert a couple of times, you know, he would get, con- he would get confused and he would just start laughing uh, and, and it, you know, like be facing the wrong way. And uh, I have to turn him back around and go, yeah, concerts that way. And, um, you know, <laughs> normal you stuff. Do, yes. Right? And um, at the end of the show, we loaded into the van and we started driving back to Southern California. Now, this is from uh, Sacramento. There were very many uh, breakdowns and, uh, you know, problems and this and that. And here's the thing. All the way down, all the way down the five freeway, he never said a thing. Oh, really? Never said a thing. He was, I'm sure he was tripping balls. Just tripping balls. Just, you know, just 
tripping balls. balls tripping and balls. Tripping balls, baby. So, <laughs> so we go, we come. And so by the time that we get there. Yeah. By the time that we get, we were, we were pulling in and driving behind Magic Mountain. We literally had to go through the Magic Mountain parking lot. This is north of LA. Go through the parking lot. Go to the gates and back, right? Mm-hmm. And then drive back up in the hills back in there where we had built the house and, and you know, and we're shooting Leatherface. And so we drive right up to the set, literally on call, right? Right at the time that we're supposed to be there and uh, started to walk towards the set. And we walked <laughs> up to the director. And the uh, DP. Now, here's the great thing about the director, Jeff Burr. Uh, I love Jeff Burr. Uh, great friend of mine. Now, Jeff Burr um, is a very laid back individual, uh, probably has only been in a suit if if there was a funeral. That's that sort of guy. Right. And um, kind of I'm just going to say this kind of has a schlubbyish look. And so did I. I mean, you know, I, I was a lot thinner about them, but I, I had a thin shrubbish look, uh, you know, just shrubbish. What can I say? And the DP was a super uptight, skinny as a rail, you know, um, kind of, uh, almost, almost wore a three piece suit to set and, and, um, kind of, um, kind of talked very uh, erudite and uptight um, almost, but not quite as bad as a British person. Yeah. And so um, they're talking. How's my hair? Okay. Uh, They're talking and um, we walk up to them. And (laughs) as we walk up, (laughs) we, we, you know, walk up and my production design, my art director still hasn't said anything, has not said a word. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so as we walk up to the two of them, we stand there and 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 I said, hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? You know, morning, Jim. Uh, Good morning, Jeff. And they said, good morning. And then everybody turns to my art director. Right. And he just is staring straight ahead like here, art director. (laughs) <laughs> then he goes like this he goes <laughs> what do you grab that, that that he didn't grab anything there wasn't anything there <laughs> that's awesome and i swear uh, then then <laughs> And the other three of us are kind of like looking at each other like <laughs> we just all kind of go our separate ways. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> so yeah. So that happened. Yeah. Right. I, I I was just recently talking to Jeff about uh you know uh about all that stuff and uh also talking to um talking to Tom Bellissimo. Uh, about yeah. working that job and and uh, you, you know uh, Bill Bill Butler and Kate Hodge who who were you know the the two that were in the car on the way yeah. driving there um, Kate 
Kate, of course, was the last uh, last person. Uh, Kate, Kate, and uh, Bill would uh, get together with um, oh, what's his name, Morgan, um, the other uh, guy who that became famous after that show. Uh, oh, I can't remember his name. It was right on the tip of my brain. Right on the tip of your brain. Ooh. Yeah. Help me out here. I'm looking. Getting Hold on. <laughs> getting goal assistance. Uh, getting some. Uh, he was in green, uh, green book recently. Say his name again. What do you thought his name was? It's more, it's got Morgan in it somewhere in, or, could be completely wrong. Vigo Mortensen? Vigo Mortensen. How is that? So Vigo, Vigo and Bill and Kate, at the end of the day, they all, they lived in the same apartment complex in LA, right? Oh, it, I see. And so they, they would drive home. And uh, <laughs> I was just talking to Bill uh, recently about what it was like with Kate. And Kate, if you saw, if you've seen any of that film, you know that Kate spent most of that film absolutely, uh, completely caked with blood from head to toe. Yeah. And, and, and Bill did too. And, and even Vigo had quite a bit of blood on him. And, and they, they talked about, uh, what it was like to drive into Hollywood early in the morning because we would be shooting all night and they'd be driving in early in the morning and what it was like to like, stop at a seven 11 stuff. And the three of them, she was just, just caked, you know, from the, they would just jump right into the car and go home. You know, you, you do that because you're trying to, you know, get home and get to sleep as soon as possible. Yeah. You know, because you're shooting nights and nights are hell, you know, ah, nights are hell. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> so anyway, I always thought it was really funny them, them describing what it was like, uh, uh, and, and looking at them and seeing them get into the car together all was, uh, pretty freaking interesting. So those trips into the 7 Eleven were really pretty interesting. Hey, Peter Anthony, how's it going? Hello, Peter Anthony. Shout out to the Mad Cuban himself. So, Mick, uh, there's a guy that cuts up books, and there's some mystery pages in Nightmare on Elm Street Four. Yeah, this is this is interesting. I was just reading that the um, uh, the uh, Twitter has been completely. Hey, Bobby, Twitter has been completely a Twitter as that. Twitter gets uh, as a Twitter as a Twitter gets uh, <laughs> has been talking about people. Uh, taking big books and cutting them in half and, 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 and how outrageous it is to do that. Right. Uh, like, um, uh, war and peace and cutting it in the middle. So that one side's war and the other side peace is right. Uh, and making it easier to carry around. Uh, and I just, it just reminded me of a story about nightmare on street four. Uh, we noticed that, um, when we were, all on set and filming that every day, of course you are, Peter, <laughs> every day uh, there would be a, a, a pile of pages drifting, pages like uh, out of uh, books. Yeah. Uh, out of uh, paperback books. Yeah. Would be floating all over the stage. I swear, I just couldn't figure it out. And finally, one day I, I was on set and I turned around and looked at the sound guy. 
And here's the thing about sound is you sit there and you wait while people are discussing things. And he's sitting here and he's he's got this he's got a paperback book and he would read a page and then he'd read the other side of the page, then rip it off and just throw it onto the stage. <laughs> and, and and I said what the hell are you doing? He goes, Oh, he says, you know, the thing is, is I, I used to read a book like this, but the thing is, is I, I, it would seem like by the time I put the book away and, and, and found my place and stuff that I, I wouldn't have enough time to actually read. I just have enough time to get through all, all the process of picking the book up and opening the pages and finding my place. He says, so I found that it was better. So what he had done is he'd taken and here's his sound cart in front of him and he had welded an arm that came out with a plate that was the uh, and he'd glue the book to the plate and then rip off the first page and then just rip off as he read. Yeah. So I, I thought that was hilarious that I kept finding his pages and it, 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 was, it was almost like I was following tracks to the sound guy. Yeah. Quiet tracks. Oh, quiet quiet real real sneaky real sneaky. <laughs> so recently we were on uh the indie brigade podcast with our miq enterprises cohort associate kurt thomas and we announced our new project a we did and i had to be silent and it drove me right on my skull we're not silent today i'll tell you what yes this is true this is good quality stuff yeah, this is I, this is this is the best. We yeah. even got our we even got our logo in the corner, and we got our little background see, going see, on. No, no, let's see, that's it. Ah, there it is, right yeah. there. See, rabbit hole. <laughs> anyway, uh, we announced our cartoon live action adaptation of Mick's book behind the screams. That's right, and 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 further expansion of it. Yes, and further expansion of stories. Yes. So uh, here's the idea. The, the concept behind it is this. I've been telling stories for, you know, a while. And uh, we're going to collect some of them mm-hmm. um, and maybe make a few new ones and uh, take 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 only the cream of the crop, the best stories, the stories that you want to hear, the stories that I want to tell. Mm-hmm. And we're going to compress we're going to compress them. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, put a top and a bottom to them, we're and we're gonna them. have and, and we're gonna have cartoonists come in and give give us their interpretation of those stories, and in and we're gonna put them together and we're gonna start us a, a, a little uh, webcast sort of thing. It's it it's it's gonna all I know about it is this is it's gonna be about my stories. And then it's going to be maybe maybe someday it'll be about other people's stories. You don't know the evolution. No way to tell. It could evolve. It could. I I evolved. You know. Yeah. I was born as a polywog. You know this. This could start as you being the host of Behind the Screams, and other hosts could take over with different stories. That's right. It's you know this is going to be a web series with seasons, and with different seasons comes different hosts, and maybe that's something that we continue to do, and this becomes a thing. And whenever a season's done, we will compile that into a feature for you guys to purchase a physical copy of, and then so on and so forth as the seasons progress. 
And, and what gonna- we want is we want we want animation that is just as down and gritty as my stories. It can be shitty because some of the stories will be shitty. Uh, well, you know what? That's that that's that that's it's not nice to call our animators shitty. You know that, right? Uh, how do we want to say it? Uh, primitive. Yeah, primitive. There primitive. Uh, raw, um, raw. It's yeah, raw, raw. There you go, raw. That's it. <laughs> you know, it's I is like if you throw up. Yeah, you look down on the ground. And you go, wow, that was raw. That's that's what we're looking for. <laughs> that's exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> that's exactly what we're looking for. We're 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 looking for um, as weird a representation uh, of the stories as the stories are themselves. Yes, yes. Because this is this is a chronicle of, of oddness. And like and like you said, you did mention that we will be creating more, and that means you know Mick and I getting together with some of our uh, filmmaking buddies and creating stories, creating video content, uh, creating new stories to tell on these podcasts, on these cartoons, on these live action skits and segments and stuff like that. All ways that we're gonna, let's say, uh, show you and tell you these stories in different mediums. Yeah, that's uh, I I, I want to use uh. I want to use, I don't want to use a different animator for every story, no. but what we want to do is get, you know, some different styles in there. And, and, uh, I think it's going to be just amazing. Most people don't know is that Mixley actually was no. I don't know if there's no, the rest what? of the comment for that, but, uh, was no, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's what it was. So anyway, uh, that's that's the project that's coming up. It's going to be behind the screams. Best fuck machine ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that I was beat out. <laughs> oh, that's great. So, um, yeah, we, we got that coming up. Um, it, it's going to be called Behind the Screams, and I think we'll think to it. But the thing that's great is we're going to report to you, and we're going to uh, report on Romero uh, Indie Brigade. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk to them and get a, a, a little niche in there where we can kind of uh, tell how things are coming together and uh, and maybe show some storyboards and show uh, some behind-the-scenes uh, stuff. And all I have to say is you better stay tuned because Absolutely. if you blink – if you blink or fart really loud, you're going to miss something. And we'll keep you guys up to date on Rabbit Hole on some of the stuff that we do and the people that we bring on. And, of course, the guests that we bring on to help work on this project will also be on here to have conversations with us and you guys. I, I want to say this. I want to say I really, really, really am going to uh, – am appreciating all the help I've already got mm-hmm. and will receive from TJ Bowser – and from Kurt Thomas, because those guys are my uh, producers. And uh, I guess I'm the executive producer. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> didn't think about that, did you? No. <laughs> well, that's great. At least I didn't call you an associate producer. Because everybody knows those are dirtbags. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Hey, this yeah. is going to be a no, short I episode. You know, I went there. Hey, so, uh, we got we still got another uh, 10, 14, 15 minutes still left. Well, you got something for me to do? Oh, we have I always have something to do. The okay. hidden. Let's talk about the hidden. 
That's oh, tight. Actually, you know what? Here's a conversation. Fuck the hidden. The oh. alternate ending of Blade. The alternate ending of Blade. Yeah, what was that all about? He goes up to the roof and he sees Morbius standing on a roof adjacent. Right. Right. You know, and and boy, I, I got to tell you something. The uh, the the ending of Blade, I, I thought was easily the weakest part of the whole film. Yeah. Uh, and and by that time, I was gone. Uh, and, and glad to be gone. I didn't make it all the way through that film. You know, the the the, the director was such a. Do you think nice ending it guy. that way on a cliffhanger with a sequel, like an imminent sequel, would have been a better way to end the film? Uh, well, you know, here's the thing is, uh, I think that it was really early in the comic book, uh, live action thing. Yeah. And I, and I don't, here's the thing. You don't, (laughs) you, if you're doing movies, leaving it open at the end is always a huge discussion, you know, as to whether you want to do that or not. Like, because you do want a, a film that doesn't do great to have a closed ending, right? Um, especially for a horror, because you don't, you don't want to leave things loose at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But, but if there is an opening, and here's the thing, the difference in a comic book is that you don't have to worry about any of that. Comic books always figure out how to get out of their, you know, how, how you, We'll go to another universe. Well, um, you know, comic books can get out of any death, any death. And I think the they, reason that this is being brought up in discussion recently is because of the uh, recent trailer for the new film Morbius, and the uh, which people are saying is part of the MCU, which will then tie into uh, the Spider-Man films. Oh, I see. So, so that Blade Blade will not be as standalone as it was. Yes, uh, Blade because, will be part of a shared universe now, especially with the Blade remake coming up. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I mean, yeah. uh, at, at the time, <laughs> at the time, being standalone worked. Yes, that was before we had shared universes and established right. well, films. Come on, it, l- l- let's face it. Filmically, it was before we had a, a universe, uh, yeah. uh, an MC. You know, uh, well, universe. it's because it's before the Disney monopoly happened. Before Disney owned everything, and they had all these funds where they're pumping. Uh, what is it? Three or four Marvel films a year now. They're pushing yeah, out. But here's the thing: the, it had started before Disney got it, right? Yes. Uh, and uh, it was. Uh, but I'm just saying know, it, it just has yeah, further perpetuated yeah. since the Disney buyout. <laughs> I was watching something yesterday, and I, I, I was really surprised that Disney hadn't bought it. I thought, I thought <laughs> not there yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet there yet. You know, it's like uh, let's go to let's go to watch the Disney's. <laughs> you know, the whole the whole mouse having to have it. You know, a little nibble of each piece of cheese is starting to really uh, get a hold on the entertainment industry, especially with the purchase of 21st Century Fox. It's it's almost as if. Um, the theater, going to the theater is going to be going to the Disney's. Yeah, uh, and then and then everything else uh, is for everybody else. You know, I I I think it's so interesting um, that the way that the, the superheroes have so completely taken over the film. It's Actually, this year, yeah, 
the year that it seemed like other films kind of started to take some of their territory back. I mean, we had some films that were really good that were really interesting that were not just that were not, you know, uh, Marvel films. Yeah. And I, I kind of really I really like that. I mean, Tarantino had a great film this year. Uh, you you had uh, um, Jojo Rabbit. 1917, uh, Dr. Sleep. There were so many things that came up these years, uh, uh that were gr- uncut gems, uh, uh, Parasite. You had so many great films that came up this year. I- I've talked this to the, uh, or last year that, um, I'm, I'm curious about this year. So far, uh, everything this year that's any good was actually made last year. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I don't What have- films do we got coming up this year, Mick, that we can be looking forward to? You know what? That's what I'm going to look up. That's what we can finish off this uh, episode with is 2020 upcoming films. Uh, Tell me about one. Okay, so we got the new Birds of Prey movie. That looks great, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what? It looks like it, it, it almost looks like it feathers in a lot uh, – um, with the Joker, with the film, the jo- or with Joker. Yes. Doesn't it, it? It has a lot of the kind of uh, the same darkness to it, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe it's a little bit more fun. <laughs> not that I'm not that I'm saying that, you know, watching Joaquin Phoenix torture himself by himself or tortured, be tortured by a director, you know, for two hours wasn't a lot of fun. We also got uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I hope that's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Invisible Man. Yes, that looks disturbing. Yes, very much so. Uh, what yeah, else do we I, got it, here? And, and it's interesting. It, it seems like a complete. Uh, I like the fact that we're not focusing on. It, it's almost like he's a secondary character. In it. Yeah. And, and I think that that's interesting. And then we also have uh, the Quiet Place Part Two. Yes, that doesn't look interesting to me. And then something that really let me down is the live action retelling of Mulan with all of the singing parts taken out. So far, so far, I have to say that all of um, Disney's uh, attempts to uh, make their animation real life uh-huh. is pretty much tanked except for Aladdin. Aladdin was really pretty well done, actually. It just didn't have the reception that they anticipated. It, it didn't, and I don't think the rest of them have, but the Lions, the one the, the Lions King, wow, that was terrible. That was that was actually terrible and really violent and hard to watch, you know? Ooh. Yeah, I, I guess that, that scene with Mufasa dying probably isn't the easiest to watch. Well, yeah, but I mean, also the the ha- the uh, jackals going after yeah. uh, going after him and stuff were, were it was like disturbing. I was going, wow, this is made for kids. And finally, on April third, we are getting uh, the New Mutants, which is a Nightmare on Elm Street three esque Marvel Universe clash. Uh, and I only say that is because it's a group of kids banding together to fight things that are in their heads. So I use the Dream Warriors reference there. Right. And the connection. Yeah. Uh, it, this film's been delayed for almost over a year now. 
Can't wait for that to come out. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Black Widow's coming out. Black Widow kind of looks like it could be interesting. Yes. Uh, a new SpongeBob movie is coming out. How could? Hello, best. Just uh, the best. Wonder Woman be nineteen eighty four. Yeah. And then we are getting a remake of Candyman. Yeah, that looks like it could be interesting. It could be. And then uh, the Top Gun sequel. Yeah, that looks terrible. Uh, the new Ghostbusters. That, to me, that new Ghostbusters looks really interesting. It does. I love the fact that they actually got it out of the sea. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like really to twist your brain around and send you spinning. Okay, uh, Morbius, as we talked about before, starring Jared Leto as Morbius. Right. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. (laughs) And then we are getting an unwanted sequel to uh, The Hitman's Bodyguard, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Yeah, what's that all about? That is the sequel to uh, 2017's The The Hitman's Bodyguard featuring Ryan Reynolds and Samuel Jackson. How about the the sequel to... um Oh, why can't I can't uh, slouch slouch nose? Um, oh, it's right on the tip of my brain. The tip of my brain right here <laughs> where the disease is right here where the nail went through when I was younger. Mm-hmm. That's that's where it went. Um, I, I want to say slouchers, but it's not that it's. Uh, Kevin Smith's uh, film is Jane Silent come Bob. Out? What Jane Silent Bob the reboot? Yeah. Oh. Isn't that going to happen this year? I guess. There's this new movie called Monster Hunter 2020 that's coming out. Uh, oh, it's it's a it's an it's a movie adaptation of the video game. Oh, there that's going to be interesting. Okay, okay featuring okay. Mila Jovovich. That's why it caught my eye. Uh, the new oh, Conjuring well, that, film. There you go. Huh? Didn't get con- better than that, does it? Yeah. Uh, the Conjuring. Uh, the Devil Made Me Do It. Whatever the hell that is, probably another jump scare PG thirteen film. Uh, oh, there you go. What else do we have? Uh, I was hoping that was a GI Joe. Sp- is it Snake Eyes, which seems to be a GI Joe spinoff? Up all night. Halloween <laughs> Kills. Up all night. Eternals. Uh, what else do we have? Godzilla versus Kong. Is that now? Is that Godzilla versus? Kong is that Skull Island? Is that oh, that's the Skull Island one? Yes, because this is all part of the monster universe. Was actually uh, uh, as a King Kong film. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it It, it really was. It it was well done, and I think it surprised everybody how well done it was. Uncharted, December eighteenth, which is the video game adaptation featuring Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg. Uh, West Side Story remake directed by Steven Spielberg, and then. a new coming to America film. Yes, that all sounds fairly boring. It yeah, really so nothing boring. really cool unless like some random. Yeah, things no, happen. this is going to be a suck year for. I am predicting. Mick predicts okay. that this is going to be a suck year for movies because everybody sent it, spent it last year, right? Yeah, you that's know? true. That just blew their year, load on all the good stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look at your independent films. Look at your small films. Look at what Netflix is going to have this year. I think that that's where the quality is going to be. Okay. I agree. That's that's definitely where it's 
going to be. So, Mick, where can they find us? They can find us on Facebook and over at their source for pop culture, dobackdiscussion.net, and listen to this podcast on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes for audio-only content and any other place that you listen to podcasts. And Are we going to be on YouTube? Uh, we can put this on YouTube. I think we should put this on YouTube. We can start putting these on YouTube. I absolutely agree. So we eventually we will be over on a rabbit hole YouTube page, and you can probably find more content for behind the screams on that as well. But moving forward, you can find me on Instagram at Lehost with Laymost and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Daddy. This is TJ Bowser signing off. There you go. Bye. Get out of the way.